0: Quavo! Lifestyle on camera. camera. $100,000 chandelier. chandelier. They tried to turn me to an animal. animal. But white people think I'm radical. radical. Supermodels think I'm handsome. handsome. You might think I'm too aggressive. Handsome. But really, I think I'm too passive. Till I pull out the like chopper, start blasting. Yeah, ah. yeah, All in Straight up. Throw it up. Watch it fall and drop. Round and round,
1: Stop, shut it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me i'm about to hit the yay button i don't want to say nothing wrong but it'd be
2: wrong if i say nothing imagine if i say something
1: when what's up everybody hey welcome back to the brunch breakdown
2: hey my favorite <laughs> that's my what it's favorite called time my favorite time of the every two weeks my favorite yeah. time me Dude, and dan i'm so
0: happy to talk to you guys
1: me too. Me and Dan are over here on the East Coast. Dee Dee's over there on the West Coast. And uh, yes. we have a brand new menu to go through this week. I'm pretty excited about it. And this is not episode yes. number 10, right? We did it. Dude, hashtag brunch 10. This is a beautiful thing. I can't believe we made it this long. The Cordell Stewart episode That's of the Brunch said. Breakdown.
2: That's what she said. I can't believe we made it this long. And can, we,
1: <laughs> and can we
0: shout out the people who listen to this thing? Because like I shelf. get shocked every week. Whenever, like, I look at, like, the SoundCloud plays or whatever, regardless what they are, if they're, like... When I see 15 plays, I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just like, who's listening to this? You know, and then you go through the week and the numbers go up and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know if people listening on iTunes or whatever else, too. But it's just cool. Like, I don't know. So shout out to anybody who's listened to this thing <laughs> through 10.
2: Yeah, for real. Shout out to the listeners, to our loyal listeners who've, yeah. who've made it through 10 episodes and well over 10 hours of our yes. lovely brunch conversations.
1: <laughs> Dan and I uh, did a collab last week or the week before with the Cardiac Hill uh, podcast. They have a podcast okay. called Unscripted. And I thought it was so – we were on with Corey Cohen, and it was so funny because he talked about the Chris and Dan podcast and, like, our sports episodes. And he's like, oh, he's like, really professional stuff, more more content than you'll get anywhere for this city and their sports teams. And, he, and then he goes, and they also have the brunch breakdown. Not really as
2: professional, but still good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how we like it.
2: That's how we he like it. He said it perfectly. Yeah. He's like, not yeah, not quite as professional, but still very entertaining. I'm like, okay, we'll go for that. We'll take that.
0: Yeah. Chris and Dan thought Oh, uh, I was listening to your Stanley Cup episode that was that was actually really good but i wow I, don't I, seem so
2: surprised actually really
0: <laughs> good <laughs> it was actually really good <laughs> Actually. This one was good. I was surprised. No, but there were there were things about it that I was like, I can't wait to get on the brunch breakdown. Because the reason I listened to it, because you know I don't listen to your pens episodes because you play that party hard song. So <laughs> I was so I listened to it because I wanted to make sure that you guys didn't talk about certain things that I wanted to ask you about on this episode. And mm-hmm. you guys did not. So I'm oh, excited good. about it. So good. let's jump into that. Pens won the Stanley Cup. You guys were in the South Side. I want South Side Stories. What the hell was it like down there? That's awesome. You've got the... I just bought the hat today. In the background. You've got the hat. I'm super, I've never been more homesick than I was on Thursday night of Game 5 and on the night of Game 6 when they won it. Like, I was just so homesick. I was just like, man... I wish I was there. I wish I could have been there in the South side. Even when they lost game five, everything just looked insane in and outside of the stadium. Like it was just crazy, all the pictures and all that stuff. And then you guys, and then like Chris and my friend hat were sending me pictures of everything in the South side. And I was like, (laughs) man, you guys are killing me. But I was unbelievably homesick on, yeah, on those days. So tell me, what was the South
1: side like? Tell me about it. South side was, South side was fun. Like we watched, uh, game six, like a little bit farther out of where we knew like the craziness was going to be, because we wanted to actually be able to sit down and eat food while we watched the game. Uh, so we were down at like double wide watching the game, and the minute the thing ended, we stood there and watched the cup, them raise the cup for a while. And then we were like, all right, we got to go. So we went to the bar. We, like, ripped shots, and then we (laughs) ran out of there and went right all the way down to, like, where Mario's and Local is. And all of a sudden, like, it started getting, like, a little bit more packed as we walked, and there were, like, a few more cops, and then there were cops on horses, and then there was, like, a big fire truck that went by. And then all of a sudden, we were, like, in the middle of this mass
2: of people, and uh, it was a good time. It was awesome. Just this huge street party, and it's like the cops were like – like they were getting ready for a riot. They really were. Yeah. They were full padded, full dressed, but they were like super chill. Um, I think I started singing, We Didn't Start the Fire, just like <laughs> out of nowhere. I don't know why. <laughs> there wasn't a fire. Oh, maybe it was because of the fire truck. And the guy was like, hey, guys, just no fires tonight. <laughs> yeah, the cops maybe. said that. we were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we can keep it down to a, a dull roar and, and, and hold off on the fires. But uh, very uh, collected for the most part. Everybody just jumping in front of every news camera they could. He had the helicopters up above. All the lo- local news stations were, like, centering down on Carson Street in the south side. Yeah, where Dan. Everything's happening.
1: Dan was shouting at David Highfield
2: from KDKA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, David! Woo! <laughs> Oh my um, gosh! It was awesome. Then everybody had their like makeshift cups, which if you go yeah. to my Twitter and Chris's Twitter, I think that's both of our uh, avatars now of us holding, lifting one of the fake, uh, ma- the homemade cups there, which was just like it means nothing, but it was like the coolest feeling <laughs> in the world, <laughs> just like lifting up the cup and screaming your lungs out. Uh, it was it was awesome. I uh, yeah, we were down there for a little while, and it was a blast. It was it was seriously a blast. Yeah, and, then, that, and then we. Uh, we ended the night at Tiki, as is tradition. <laughs>
0: of course, you have to end. The, you have to end the night at Tiki. Like, I mean, I, I would we be did. upset if you told me you ended it somewhere else.
2: Yeah, yeah. We finished with a, with a with a shot at Tiki, and uh, I might have had more than maybe, one. Might have, <laughs> maybe, maybe had more than one. Did, and, did you uh, ask?
0: Really, did you ask the guy what the cup was made out of? What he made it out of? No. Okay. but i
1: always do one cuz the one that we actually lifted that one looked remarkably really the same yeah yeah that <laughs> but was, it was the tin best replica so scene. like he he must uh, he must have found whatever it was was like the perfect combination of things to then wrap in foil cuz it looked it looked exactly like the cup
2: yeah yeah there was yeah there was some there were some bad ones down there <laughs> it's like <laughs> ah, good effort uh but yeah the one that we end up getting our hands on was like really really good and then I always expect it to, like, collapse at some point and just, like, the cup fall off or something yeah. like that. But good structural design there, too. Yeah. Well done, sir. Well done. Yeah. The guys it that show up really with good.
1: those ones, like, and then I feel like if you're if you're one of those people that just has the inflatable one, then you're like, oh, <laughs> like, just <Yeah>. go home. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture from
0: me in the south side in 09 holding up an inflatable one, like, the same way you guys are holding it up, like – Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like screaming like with my with my arms up and it's so funny but yeah dude uh i was so jealous i was like why am i not in pittsburgh right now i was just like so mad but but no that looked so awesome and i the cool thing was shout out to Kayonce and you chris cuz you guys sent me that Um, you guys sent me all that like Sarah's chocolate and all that stuff. Oh yeah, because I yeah, and I saved the and I like just because I mean I don't eat chocolate all that much, so like I just kind it's kind of like been in my refrigerator. But some of it was like Penguins branded, so as soon as the playoffs started, I was like, all right, I'm not gonna eat this until they lose. And then they won the cup, so I was eating my Sarah's candy, like, <laughs> peanut butter melt-aways while, like, crying, wishing I was in Pittsburgh looking at pictures. Like, <laughs> it sucks. I was like, yeah, I felt like I was a girl on a couch after getting broken up with. Like, it was, yeah, so it was a very
1: weird moment. It was a lot of emotions going on for me, that's for sure. Well, at least in you the- had a little bit of Pittsburgh there to celebrate, yeah. but that's good.
2: Yeah. And shouts cool. to Sal from uh, Sal from Chenango Valley Mall, who we ran into, who ended up cutting <laughs> a promo for our Penn Stanley Cup episode, if you you caught the beginning of that. Uh, Always good to see him down there. Appreciate him cutting the promo for us. It was was good to see him, too. That's definitely going to lead in
1: every Penguins episode we have until next season starts. There's no doubt about it. Unless somebody (laughs) wants to send us another one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's no question. Unless you get, like, Sidney Crosby out and he says the
1: Chris and Dan podcast. I feel like there's no way that should be. No. Oh, Phil Kessel was in Oakland yesterday. I should have chased him down and, and asked him for a promo. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Did you hear the uh, – speaking of Phil Kessel, did you hear the story about uh, it's the – it's the famous HBK line with Hagelin, Benito, and Kessel make up the HBK line. We're invited to be on Stephen Colbert. Uh, I think the, like, really? the, night after, the night after they won, like Monday night because Game 6 was Sunday night. What? And they had to turn it down because the only way that they were able to get there was through like a small eight-passenger plane. And Phil Kessel is like terrified of flying. He said, "There's no way I'm going on that plane." Oh my god. So they and and uh, Benino and Hagelin were like, "Dude, we're not going to go without you." And they never heard back from him. He went to sleep, and they had to cancel the, cancel <laughs> Wait, the Kessel appearance. Kessel
1: went to sleep?
2: <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Dude, come on, we'll find another, We're not going to go without you. We have got to find another way there." And Phil went to sleep, and they That's never heard so back from Phil him. So they Kessel. just had to cancel the whole appearance. That is appearance.
1: so Phil Kessel. That is oh hysterical. my god! So
2: they're like, "Dude, we're never going to. We're not going to. We're not going to go without you, and we're never going to be able to be on Colbert again." again we can't turn this down let's figure something else out and he went to sleep
0: oh my (laughs) 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 god that's so phil castle yeah it's
2: just an interesting story to uh to hear it's like oh man that would have kind of sucked that's awesome
0: all right so if you had a day with the cup what would you do with it
1: um this is a fantastic question and this is also something that we kind of wondered aloud about. And I don't know that Dan and I either came either of us came up with like exactly what we want, but maybe we've had more time to think about it now. I kind of stumbled my way into it when we were talking that like I would definitely want to Dan suggested this as I was saying my my like idea like rent out one of the gateway clipper boats in Pittsburgh and then just, yes. like, park it, like, anchor it right at the point downtown and, like, let everybody know. And then there would be a huge party at the point, and I'd have the cup on a boat, and I would be drinking all day.
0: Dude, that's that's legit. That's as, that's, like, that's very Pittsburgh, but I would probably take it, like, I guess if I were going to do Pittsburgh, I would take it on a Just Ducky tour. Just be on it.
2: <laughs> that's good. Yeah,
0: I would I would rent out a just ducky boat and be going on, you know, just driving through land and then going into water and then coming back on land. And it would just be like my own parade. Yeah, that's Pittsburgh. what I was going to say. Yeah, you'd have your own parade.
2: That's not bad. <laughs> I like, I like that. that. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely going to be water involved with it yeah. through a, a boat or a ducky vehicle, uh, I think. And... Phew, I don't know what I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something different from what you guys do. But what I one thing I would do was like try to hit every time zone to make the day last as long as I could, <laughs> like start Pittsburgh, East Coast, make our way maybe a stop in Chicago, something like that, take advantage of it there, end up in in LA, um, just hitting all bodies of water <laughs> and drinking out of it from all different coasts. Uh, yeah, there would have to be. I, I'd take it like I. I I would get this like massive wave runner, and I would just like stand in the back of it, just r- r- hold the cup up. <laughs> hold the cup up. Maybe like go through cities that I hate and do that that way. Like go go along Lake Erie and just go in front of Cleveland and just hold up the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Um, that's so cold, man. That's like,
1: <laughs> Cleveland did not even have an NHL team, and you're still taunting them. That's that's just... why it's awesome. <laughs> that's why it's
2: awesome. Mm. Um, you know, Philly. I would just like take it around to, oh. to cities like that. Um
0: You gotta have balls to do that though.
2: Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I would I would squeeze every last drop out of the day that I could, hit up every time zone, hit up every body of water that I could. Um I'd probably make it down to Florida. Uh no, you know where I'd go? You know where I'd freaking go. Forget all that. Screw it. We're going to secrets. We're going to secrets (laughs) at Ocean City. (laughs) In and out of the water. With the Stanley Cup, that's it. Enough said. I don't need to go anywhere else but Secrets in Ocean City.
0: Okay. How epic would a Secrets Day party with the Stanley Cup be though? That would be right?
2: amazing. Oh,
0: right? <laughs> right. <laughs> For those who haven't been the Secrets in Ocean City, Maryland, it's 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 pretty great if it's you're paradise. there and it's paradise. You know, you, you party in this like and what is it? it's the bay right it's the bay. you party in the bay yeah and that's it's open off from like the early morning until like five o'clock and you're just partying in it and it gets pretty nasty in there and the stanley cup would look amazing on one of those wraps or just yes. floating in the bay
2: taking selfies like in the bay with bay with the stanley cup <laughs>
0: perfect i'm there i'm
2: in I'm secrets. i'm at secrets, yeah. boys that's it that's a good An- one
0: you know another thing that would be fun though is to take it on like it's to take it to Vegas because you get the cup guys. They have to be there too, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Like
0: the, the guys who hold the cup, right? It would just be fun to take it through Vegas and just ha- just have them pushing around the cup everywhere you went. And like, you just have it in like the VIP area with you. You're just there. If you, you know, go to the dance floor, it's just chilling in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> Pitbull's playing and you're just like, yeah! There's everyone's a- partying around the cup. You there- put your drinks in the cup, got the straw in there. <laughs> It could be that it could be pretty sweet too, and I just I you see the cup guys either partying with you or just standing there just like this is terrible,
2: just I like what am I life. doing here? What are we, what are we doing
1: <laughs> you would need them for sure in Vegas because if I feel like if the keeper of the cup was wasn't with you, there are so many impersonators in Vegas that people would probably just assume it's the fake Stanley cup,
2: yes, True.
1: like so yeah, yeah, you'd have to have the keeper of the cup there. <laughs>
2: Like there's that, that there's that great commercial for Vegas oh, where it's like those those yes. European guys yeah. and they're going around champion champion and they're like yeah. getting everything for themselves and so it's a freaking vase yeah. out of like their hallway hotel room <laughs> yeah they take flowers I'm so out of pissed it. That, that I'm so pissed that that idea was exposed because that's something we would have easily done a long long time ago if it wasn't already out there I wonder if like, like every amazing.
1: every hotel in Vegas probably removed like their hallway vases after that commercial <laughs> came
0: <laughs> yeah. out yes yeah, they're like who's gonna be the first asshole to do this. Like,
2: yeah. So good. Wow.
1: Well, uh, thanks for sharing those stories with me, boys. No of doubt. Course. Stanley of course. Cup. I'm happy so to talk about year, the Stanley Cup champions as <laughs> much as you want for the rest of the summer. I, I'm good with it.
0: I'm yep. so so jealous. It's ridiculous. Well, um, yeah. Let's get into another thing on the menu, guys. Who's up? Um,
2: Chris. Chris, what are you hungry for? Give your first first selection off today's today's podcast. Yeah,
1: I would really like to talk about uh, the OJ 30 for 30 because I feel like we probably all have a lot to say about it. And and I feel like we're getting back to like this is like vintage brunch
2: breakdown because we're talking about OJ. Our first six episodes were OJ recaps. (laughs) 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 They were. The FX series that they uh, dragged out for us was a weekly, and we needed a new show, which we really haven't found yet but we were waiting for this to finally come around yeah and they throw 10 hours of it at us in the period of the week which is extremely (laughs) difficult to catch up with but also very very different from the fx uh the fx version of the show Mm -hmm. did you guys like it
1: i yeah well so we're talking about the 30 for 30 compared to the fx thing like one of the things that i noticed um or was kind of like surprised about and, and kind of Amazed with is obviously this 30 for 30. It's not like actors, it's a documentary. It shows all the footage Mm -hmm. from the actual trial, OJ's life before and after the trial, everything involved. And it's it was actually amazing to me now seeing because again, we were so young when the OJ trial happened. Mm -hmm. Now seeing all this footage from the trial and seeing these people be interviewed about it, it's amazing how well FX did in casting their. Roles for all of these key players in the OJ trial because they look almost exactly like oh, yeah. and act almost exactly like the, the, the you know, the attorneys and, and everybody involved in real life. It's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty crazy. And I, I knew this whenever, you know, whenever the FX show was going on because I, like, you know, looked at a lot of that stuff. But, like, the, how they casted the guy who played Chris Darden... He looks yeah. exactly like Chris Darden. Like yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's Chris Darden's cousin or brother or something. Because <laughs> right. they just look too much alike. Like it's unreal. Like yeah. I think they it's it's unbelievable when you when you look at that stuff. But um one thing about the thirty for thirty, which is incredible to watch, is the first episode sets it everything up so well. Like the first one does what I was that I wish the FX show did was show how big of a star OJ was Mm -hmm. and how big of a deal OJ was to people. You
1: talked about that in our past episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just like, if you weren't a sports fan, like we are like, we all know that like OJ Simpson was a really big deal. We've seen NFL films, highlights of OJ Simpson before, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Like we all know that OJ Simpson was a big deal, but if you weren't, you would just be like, well, he was just a football player. Like, and he was like retired. Like, no, like, He was like the most famous part. He was one of the most famous people in America whenever this whole trial went down. And like they set that up so well. Like whenever – I think it's the end of the episode and they ask – was it one of the guys at USC or someone that they interview a lot during that first episode? And they ask him, when I say 1968, like what do you think of? And the guy is talking about USC football and all this historical stuff is happening you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like Martin Luther King, and like you know, it's like it, it's unbelievable, and it's it's just all this all this stuff that is happening in the 1960s, and all this guy can talk about is OJ and USC, and it's like holy crap, like this is what I wanted FX to do to show like how big of a deal OJ was.
2: Right, I I completely agree with you. That's something that I think a lot of people, especially like like you said, like of our, our generations that don't aren't huge sports fans and that know. <laughs> Get a grasp of how how big he really was, and you're you right, Chris. The, the casting is un-freaking oh, believable, and like the not only the way that they, they look, their mannerisms and the way that they talk, you you can really get a better appreciation. I mean, I think we knew when we were watching the FX series how awesome everybody did uh, from an acting standpoint, but then to like see the real footage and go back and have that go through your brain, it's like holy hell, that was so spot on. Um, and then the amount of detail that they go to in this thirty for thirty. And the people that are willing to talk about it, I was like, you start see, you know, hearing uh, when they, when Mark Furman was on for the first time, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> why did this dude agree to do this? So like, they made him look you know. like a big old bitch in that <laughs> FX series. Uh, obviously, he didn't know it at the time, uh, based on when they probably did these interviews. But I couldn't believe that they got a hold of some of these people to talk about this. I mean, this is a really, really huge. Uh, television event and it was just it was just unbelievable the amount of details that you go back and relive and that the footage that they have was just absolutely incredible
1: yeah so like you guys both mentioned you know people that aren't as big of sports fans as we are and to be honest with you like I, i i consider myself a huge sports fan and 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 that i know a lot about the game now and the history of of the game beyond the run at usc and 2000 yards with the Buffalo Bills, I I didn't even have that good of an understanding of, of OJ and his celebrity status. I mean, I, I figured going in before all of these series came out, like I figured, okay, 2,000-yard rusher, uh, you know, you think he was probably as big as Barry Sanders was, you know, in the prime mm-hmm. of his career. But, you know, Barry Sanders wasn't in movies and on TV and doing Hertz commercials and all this other stuff, so... Like, this this even opened my eyes even wider to to how big of a star OJ was. And I, I even had an idea that he was pretty famous, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it still is kind of mind-blowing for me to, to like Didi said, watch this, the, the first uh, part of the 30 for 30 series and have all of that laid out for you to see how big of a star OJ was. And on the note of OJ, and we're talking about the casting in the FX series... If I'm being honest, the only person I feel like they did a crappy job casting was OJ. Like, Cuba Gooding <laughs> yes. Jr. probably least uh, res- re- resembles OJ as his character mm-hmm. than anybody else in that series.
0: Yeah. Like, yep. and that, that was one of the complaints with a lot of people with OJ was that with, with Cuba Gooding getting that part is that, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. is not a big guy. Like O.J. Simpson is a big yeah. dude, like yeah. a huge man, and Cuba Gooding is not. Like he was like dwarfed by all of. Because just think about it. Like look when you watch the when you watch the thirty for thirty, and you see O.J. standing by Shapiro and standing next to you know Johnny Carcannon and all that, and he is dwarfing them all. You mm-hmm. watch the FX series, John Travolta is so much bigger <laughs> than Cuba Gooding. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So much bigger than Cooper junior. It's unreal how much yeah. bigger he is. Yeah. You know, and it's and it even makes like the glove part look even so I don't know, it's it's weird. Like I watched the I watching the 30 for 30 doesn't make me not like the FX series, but it also makes me think man, you guys really should have done like one or two of these things a little bit differently cuz like just the Shapiro thing is just so funny to look at him now as John Travolta <laughs> who yeah. is like six two or six, like John Travolta's yeah. a big dude, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and like just thinking about the glove scene in the FX series where John Travolta puts on the glove and then he has to act like it's too small. That that, that doesn't make that just doesn't make sense now when you watch the you watch Thirty for Thirty because you're like Shapiro is so much smaller. Like it's right. just it's yeah it's weird. But no, I mean I know what you mean like that. But Cuba Gooding, yeah, that's yeah that was probably a, a misstep, but.
2: Now, how do you oh. think he did? Now that we can kind of look at it in perspective, and now we're like kind of reliving through this, you know, actual video footage of OJ. How do you think he did? I know I, I agree that he doesn't look like him really that much at all, yeah. uh, especially from a size standpoint. But <laughs> in terms of acting, do you think he like overacted the part? Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff was like behind the scenes stuff that there's no footage of, obviously, and it can't be replicated. You know, stuff where they're talking uh, in confinement in jail and things like that. But do you think? the way that he acted and his mannerisms lined up w- similar to O.J., or is that one still, think, you think off?
1: I think it's off there, too. Like, one thing I noticed in the FX series uh, with how Cuba Gooding Jr. acted and tried to act like O.J., his voice would, like, squeal and crack all the time, and everything mm-hmm. you hear from O.J. and, like, you know, just the, the – the t- Testimony or, or or him being interviewed, you know, before or after this whole trial happened, he has a dark, heavy presence voice. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there's nothing that that comes across in his voice where you think there's like a weakness to it. So, I mean, Cuba mm-hmm. Gooding Jr.'s voice would like he, it, it, like. It, crack and squeal sometimes and i thought when i was watching it again i thought like oh well maybe i don't know enough about oj maybe that's how oj acted but then in everything i see you know in the actual footage it doesn't seem like that's how he came across in real life
0: yeah and you heard oj in i mean the second episode i don't want to give too much away but i mean i guess it's i mean it's out there now so it's whatever but the (laughs) second episode where You hear the 911 call where Nicole was in the, where she, she's like in a closet or something like that. Yeah. And you hear OJ stomping through the house, screaming in the background. I'm just like, that was like the most chilling, maybe part of television I've watched maybe in my life. Like, I don't know. Just to know that this was not a Law & Order episode. You know, this was actually something that actually happened they, right, this yeah. is her calling, and O.J. Simpson beats in the back door and is rummaging through her house. Like it, that's insane, and to think about how that could never happen today. Like he had been called to her house eight times. They, the the like the policeman called to her house eight times because O.J. had broke in or O.J. had beat her up or whatever. Mm-hmm. That could never happen in 2016 yeah. ever. Like right. OJ, there's no way. That's why the whole trial is just so crazy, and it just shows how much a lot of people screwed this entire thing up from like from the get go. You know? Yeah, it's pretty wild how yeah, things just... could go. How things could just go just just you, yeah, I don't know. Just like the respect for women, or you know, and just how the cops could just be dirty, or the cops could just say, "Ah, it's OJ. You know, he's not gonna go anywhere. Like we can, you know, he can flee the police. Like why not? What?
1: <laughs> yeah, sense. they'll.
2: There'll never be another story like this never. The, on the planet ever. Yeah, the only thing that like I could pull similarities from was the uh, Netflix series "Making a Murderer," uh, where the idea with you know, you know, police being unbiased and things like yeah. that, and setting evidence, and things like that, also being a real story, also taking place, you know, years and years and years ago. It wasn't like this was. Uh, you know in the past couple of years, but something similar enough where that was like such a small town small story though um is where I could pull a little bit of similarities from it and I was just as in, like into that series as i as I have been uh this but it's like where like why is this all of a sudden happening with all this o j stuff coming out now I think the guy's up what, he's up for parole next year in two thousand seventeen I mm-hmm. believe it's just weird that we're getting this kind of all at once you know twenty plus Years later that all of a sudden this is like the year of OJ. He's like having yeah. a, the best year of his life since like 93. Well,
1: didn't didn't the FX series come out to like coincide with the 20-year uh, anniversary of the verdict? And I think like – Well, yeah. Probably yeah. because that series came out, other people were sitting – like <laughs> – Right when, and and this was never promoted until the FX series came out, right when it came out, MSNBC all of a sudden started a series called The Hidden Tapes of OJ. Like, I think some people were probably just sitting on content that they had. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what I guessed, but but you were talking about how, like, it could never happen today. Like, I thought about that, too, when I was watching it. Like, the amount of surveillance, uh, uh, just video that there is nowadays, like every small business has security cameras now yeah. and yeah. and houses that are in that part of LA. I'm sure everybody out there nowadays has their own security systems and surveillance. Oh, yeah. So even if Nicole didn't have it at her house, somebody else's house would have been picking something up where they would have been able to have some video. Um, but, and, and also DD said, uh, like the ha- the haunting part of it that he saw, um, I I'm all the way through it now because I don't I didn't know originally, but you, did you know you can watch all of these on yes. watch ESPN? Yeah, found, they did that yeah. on like Tuesday or
0: something like that. Like, okay. Yeah, they put them all up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I found that out on Wednesday, and then I went ahead and watched through the whole thing. and In the fourth episode, uh, which is now premiered on TV, that for me, there's a part in it when um, one of the prosecution uh, attorneys not Not Darden and not Marsha Clark, um, but the other guy. uh, He walked through and just talked to the director and said, "You know, having studied this case top to bottom, this is how I predict, or this is how I think that OJ carried out the murder." And he went through it step through step to like the point of describing how and where and why OJ stabbed them and stuff like that. And they at the same time they show pictures from the crime scene and it is just, I had to, I watched it the first time and then it was on again. And I tuned in right at that part. And I had to tune back out because I, I couldn't watch it again. It's so graphic and just haunting. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I heard about that.
0: I had heard it. Cause like ESPN put out a release saying that they were only going to show that one time. Like they were only going to show like, in any other reairing of the, of the show, of that episode, they're going to, like, blur out the pictures. They should, like, man. It,
1: it, it's it's they too said much. The
0: they're only going to do it one time because of the, you know, integrity of art and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So they are like, they were going to do it. But all the other re-airings are going to be like that. But if you watch it online, it will still be on there. But they yeah, said it, they can't show wow. that again. It's so, a lot, man. I, it,
1: yeah. I, I can't unsee what they showed in those those photos. I, it keeps every so often <laughs> running through my head. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh yeah. Well, uh, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Um, a, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. We've we've got a couple of sports stories in, and I, we've got a couple other ones I think that uh, sports related stories to get to. So let's let's change it up. Let's go to the party scene. Yes. Um, we got a couple of party discussions here. Let's go. Let's go to the wedding reception. Yes. This topic here, where uh, Didi, you brought up, what can make or break a wedding reception and there were some things that kind of struck you this conversation is that right
0: yes some things struck me in the conversation because i'm finding out that a lot of people don't do weddings like i am used to so i we're we're having this conversation like yeah somebody was like i'm going to a wedding like it's just like a dinner it's really not a reception i was like who the hell does that like, I wouldn't even give somebody a gift if, I, if that was the gift. We're just going out to eat, whatever. Like, I'll pay for your dinner, like, whatever. I'm not right. giving you a gift for that. That's nonsense. Like, what are you actually paying for? So if somebody's, like, doing a dinner. Somebody else was, like, talking about, oh, yeah, you know, there's just, like, you know, beer and wine at the reception. I'm like, this is weird. And then it just got me thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, no offense to the chaos, but... You know, she's from Wisconsin. She's not from where we're from. We got to make sure that your wedding does not end up just a beer and wine dinner where we all leave at eight o'clock.
1: You know, we got to make
0: sure that that doesn't happen.
1: That's important. I'm with you. Um, I can tell you that some uh, well, most of our our wedding planning conversations uh, to date have centered around the idea of um, there are a lot of things I don't care about. All I care about is having a big party, so uh, I think we're all going to be on the same page for it. Excellent, excellent um, nice. like things like like you can spend a lot of money on flowers and things like favors and invitations and stuff like that. And we've kind of had preliminary conversations about choosing cheaper <laughs> options of those, so that <laughs> <you> would- so- <laughs> wait. Wait, you
2: sound like a freaking general manager right now. We've got preliminary options, and there are some cheaper options out there. We think we can get some depth That's right. and some really That's more right. experienced forwards in our lineup. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, uh, but please go
1: ahead. Yeah, we uh, in that in that type of analogy, we're going to forego uh, the the depth uh, to to bring in a couple superstars uh, is what we're going to do. We're we're really okay. focused on having. An awesome DJ and an awesome photographer to capture all of it and then uh, get everything else to kind of fit into into the budget. So uh, we're, we're very close to nailing down both of those two things. We've been having a lot of meetings uh, for wedding planning, and I'm I'm very excited about, uh, you know, our contract negotiations um yes. I think we're going to bring in some quality talent to the organization this
2: year. I really do. Uh, all right, good. And those are important, those are important pivotal roles, oh. a DJ and a photographer. So I'm glad you're putting your money where it's, uh, you're going to get the most return out of it. Uh, I know a, a, good, a good photographer, like by that. the way.
1: If well, we're about, you're about day, you're about day too late, <laughs> Damn. Damn. but I think Damn, we got, a, I think we got a good one. Ah,
0: got a bad agent. should have told me. Got what? a
2: bad agent. Dang it.
0: All right, whatever. Fine.
2: Um, How's the how's the food uh negotiation going? Are you going plated meals? Are you going buffet? Do you feel confident in what's being offered? I should pull thus in far?
1: fiance Katie because she has all the details. Um I don't I, I don't <laughs> remember. Sure. As far as as far as what people consume, I'm in charge of beer and that, that's about it. So Okay. Yeah. Has that decision been made yet? Um we get what do we get? We get two domestic, one imported uh, Yingling is obviously going to be present at this wedding. Um, nah. I, 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 I don't know what the, the other domestic and the imported are going to be yet. Open to suggestions, open to suggestions. What
2: um, I'll be
0: drinking let's liquor anyway, so let's 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 be honest. That will be there. Well, that will the be other, there as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, the other so. imported, the other, impor, uh, the other. I'm sorry, the other domestic is going to have to be a light beer. I would. I Pro- think. I think
1: probably like like a, like a Bud Light or a Miller Light or something like that. I'm glad you said light. those
2: two because if you if you would have said Coors Light, I would have shut I it see down. Light.
1: Well, I see. Ooh, okay. Let's get Yenzer. Yeah, <laughs> we're already yinzer enough with the Yingling. I don't know. We might scare people away if we bring in Icy Love. Get that (laughs) Iron
0: City. Uh, (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah, and a DJ can make or break a wedding too, a wedding reception too. Yeah. Because... For sure. I I was talking to... My friend Steve is getting married. We're all three going to be at that wedding. And um, he was like, and he was asking me like, what should I tell my DJ to play? And I'm just like, if you have to tell a DJ what to play that's worrisome yeah it's a little worrisome mm-hmm. if you feel the need you have to tell a dj what to play
2: yeah i agree with that you know? here's another here's yeah i've I've been to some weddings with some really really awesome djs in the uh-huh. past like a year and a half and some that like weren't so awesome that had to like get okays from certain people to play certain songs um yeah yeah, Ugh. really, I hate when, really bizarre. I
1: hate when, like, certain, like, understandably, there are some songs you probably don't want to play around family. But, like, I've been to weddings before where you go up, and I've requested, like, a song, and he says, oh, it's on the do not play list. And another one, he's like, do not play. And, like, I'll go through, like, five right. songs, and the DJ will be like, oh, yeah, they don't want any of these to play at the wedding. It's like, <laughs> okay, is anybody allowed to have a good time here tonight? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: Yeah. There, see, yeah. I think that's wrong. I think a do not playlist is wrong. I think there should be, there should be like certain people that like if they come up to the thing, like you have they have a picture of them, you know, and they're like, yeah. If, if this is so, if my aunt comes up and requests a song, just tell her, yeah, and never think about playing it. <laughs> like I think that's okay. Right. But like I don't think there should be a do not playlist because I mean the, we're paying to be at your wedding. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, if they they request the chicken dance, I get it. No. No chicken dance at the wedding. Right. No, 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 no. No. No no chicken dance at the wedding. But I don't know. I'm like, there should not be a do not playlist. I think that's kind of wrong. Yeah. You know?
2: Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you. Another another important part, Chris, is uh, the dessert. And this is a Pittsburgh wedding. Are you having – put it? get it out there, get it to the public right now. Are you having a cookie table?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure that we're having a cookie table. Katie, uh, fiance Katie, I'm He's sure, is going around. to text me in a second and tell me if we are or not. Because <laughs> as we were talking beers, uh, she texted me the light beer will be Miller Lite because you can't have Bud Light at a wedding involving people from Wisconsin because Miller Brewing is in Milwaukee. So sense. the light beer will probably be Miller Light, and uh, oh, we will goodness. we will wait on an update from fiance Katie <laughs> about the cookie table. But uh, okay, she's giving me a thumbs up. Yeah, we're having a cookie table. Excellent. Uh, she news. loves the, She um,
2: loves the cookie table. Is it gonna be and it's gonna be sponsored by Eaton Park. She loves a good yeah, smiley cookie. Yeah, yeah. If cookie. you're
1: coming to the wedding uh, and you want to bring smiley cookies, Katie, Katie can fully support that. Make, make, <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Dude, and find, to, and find some cheap and find
0: some cheap to go boxes, like little ones. Yeah. So people can take cookies. Cuz otherwise
1: what do you do with all those cookies? You know, they're not all exactly. going to get eaten.
0: Yeah. No, they're not. Like you're not going to take that all home, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. yeah, but that's what you got to do. Take the little to go box. Get find some little to go boxes. Yeah.
1: And I feel that's like That's the way to do it. Like, uh, uh, back to the the DJ for a second. I feel like if you, like, I've been to a couple weddings that stand out to me that have had just insanely awesome DJs. And I feel like if you've been to a wedding and you find a DJ that, like, this is for all future wedding goers. If you go to a wedding and you find a DJ that is just, like, in sync with everything that you're thinking at that wedding as far as music goes, you need to go up and get that DJ's contact information before you leave that wedding. Um, so we've, mm-hmm. we've been pursuing a, a couple of those. Uh, so it
2: should be good. Good call. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Well, we look forward to it. Look forward Dude. to keeping giving us good updates. My friend. Dude, uh,
0: it's unreal. Like in this, this is the last thing about the wedding thing that I think is so crazy. Cause it's like, cause my Steve was in the same situation that you were in, but like you don't get married till next September. You're yeah. doing all of this planning now right oh yeah and you have to do it and it's not that you don't have to do it like you have to do it but like i asked steve the other day i was like dude are you just like ready for like it to be over and he goes not ready for it to be over but like i am ready for the day to get here he's like it's been like (laughs) two years of planning for this one freaking day and it comes in like three weeks and he's just like yeah like it's, ins- it's just so crazy to think about, like, you plan something for one day
1: for this long. <laughs> yeah, and you do, like, you take a year and a half to do it. Like, I, I think pretty soon we'll have probably the big things crossed off the list. We'll have the, the date at the church. We'll have the, the reception venue. We'll have the DJ and we'll have the photographer here all crossed off the list pretty soon. So uh, that, that'll, be, that'll be good. still a lot more to do but i feel like those are like the big things right is there anything else like i'm pretty i've nailed down two of the three
2: beers so that's important yes yeah
1: that's very important huge
2: all right, good. Well, there's the there's the wedding update for us, episode ten. We get a so long way talked, to go.
0: So we've talked championships, we've talked weddings, we've talked murders. Now let's talk <laughs> music. <laughs> hey, there <laughs> we go, full circle. <laughs> so what are we listening to this week, fellas? What are Wait, we listening that should be to?
1: that should be on a brunch breakdown uh, podcast T-shirt, <laughs> like like uh, championships, murder, weddings, music. <laughs> Brunch breakdown. Yes. Brunch that's us. That's <laughs> what I'm saying all week long.
0: Like, do you like murders? Actually, Dan, that like should be the title of
1: this episode.
2: Yes. That's it. Uh, what you, okay, let's uh, yeah, I'll I'll we'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah. We'll make it, it. Right. a long title, but we'll get it
1: Championships, in. murder, <laughs> weddings, music. Brunch <laughs> breakdown episode ten.
2: <laughs> all right. It's happening. Oh, that's amazing. I'll make that happen. So, so what are, are we listening we'll to? Music.
0: You. Yeah. So what's happening this week, guys? What are we listening to? I feel like Dan, Dan always goes.
1: Dan always goes last. I, Dan yeah, I can know. go first. Dan, yeah, you're damn right I go last.
2: He's like dancing to the music right now. Go ahead, Dan. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm going to go first this week because if one all of right. you son of bitches would have taken my top song, <laughs> and I know Didi, you probably would have, I'd have been furious. Um, <laughs> all right, I got some good ones for us this week. Right. Uh, I'll save my best for last. Um, Churches uh, paired up with one of my favorite bands, as Chris calls them, Traverses. Uh, Purvis, came, yeah. Churches paired up with Haley Williams from Paramore on a version of their song "Bury It," which was off their their last album that came out last year. And she sang it at like one of their live shows in Nashville. They just happened to be in like the same area, so Haley comes out and sings it live, and it kind of goes viral on the on the web for a little while. And then they decide to get in the recording studio and record it, and now it's finally coming out on the radio. Uh, so churches with Haley Haley Williams in uh, a song called "Bury It," uh, really catchy. It's one of my favorite songs off their album. I don't know if it was ever going to be planned to be released as a uh, as one of their next singles, but it's definitely definitely really well done. It's it's interesting to hear because you usually see, hear Haley Williams paired with another male vocalist or someone like Bob, B., where she's done collaborations like that before. So to hear with Lauren, who's a female, sing- female singer from churches, it's kind of different because they don't sound all that different. Um, you know, One sings the first verse, one sings the second, and they kind of harmonize a little bit on the chorus. So it's just a little bit different than what you're uh, accustomed to hearing from uh, any collaboration that she's done before. But again, really, really good. Love that song right now. Uh, this one's a little new from a newer artist called Bob Moses. Um, this is more of an indie rock song called Tearing Me Up. Kind of has kind of a smooth beat to it, Um, you know, something you can kind of listen to on a on a on a Friday, maybe on a Friday going to work, maybe on a Friday going to work. Because when you're coming home from work on a Friday, you're you're bumping, you're bumping. (laughs) Uh, So good Friday into work uh, jam. Bob Moses, it's a good good Friday Uh, jam. Kind of new to good Friday jam. Uh, Kind of new to the scene. So uh, this will all be on the playlist whenever that comes out, right? Daniel? <laughs> yes.
0: My apologies yeah. for the
2: playlist, all right? I'm sorry. It came out late. But, you know,
0: I'm a busy guy. I got stuff to do. And I really take pride in those playlists, though. It takes me a while to put them in the right places.
2: Well, I take pride in broken promises. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and that's exactly what we had this week. I have a, I'll, I'll share the tweet with everybody if I have to that says, I promise. I'll do it as soon as I get home. <laughs> And then the next day, it still wasn't there. So, anyways, yeah, Chapter Nine's playlist but it's is now. still available on
0: Spotify everywhere. Go, it's yeah. there.
2: Please check that one out because that one is really, really good. Um, okay, my third one, Jake Bug, uh, artist out of the UK, uh, more of a guitar player. What is so? Funny? I
1: don't like that name. I don't like his name, Jake Bug. <laughs> Jake you never Bug. You heard of Jake Bug? Jake
2: Bug. No, I've never. Oh my heard god. Jake Bug. <laughs> but you've never heard of don't don't lie to me you've never heard of jake bug i've never heard of jake bug i swear i haven't really never okay okay I I still think you do
0: this on purpose. I still think you do this on purpose.
2: It's B-U-G-G if it makes it any better. That
1: makes it worse because that's not how you (laughs) spell the (laughs) word bug. Jake Bug sounds like he would Uh, do like a collaboration with Charlie Bucket. Like, it's like, (laughs) like, I hate that so much. I don't like it.
2: Oh God! I can't control the names of these people. Uh, Bob Moses is normal.
0: Tell us about Jake Bug, Dan. Tell us about the joke.
2: He's, oh, well, he's, he, he's younger, but he's not as young as he was when he was first kind of coming out. Um, again, <laughs> artist out of the UK. A hell of a – what is so freaking funny? He's young,
1: but he's not as young as he was. Like, he used to
2: be, I think they call that aging. so <laughs> <It's still>
1: funny. <sighs> like I'm younger than I was five seconds ago. Or I, yeah. I was younger
2: five seconds ago
1: than I am right now.
2: Exactly, exactly. He was, No, when he came out, he was like a teenager, and he's probably not that anymore. I don't know. I don't follow his age that closely. Uh, he's probably
0: um, not that anymore.
2: Probably not that. Benjamin Button, I don't know. But super talented oh kid. He's really – I think mo- it was mostly known for his guitar playing. I mean the kid can absolutely kill it on the guitar, uh, but he's got a good vocal – to it as well now this new album is different sounding than his previous album because it's it's a lot there's a lot more different styles of music in it there's like kind of a a catchy poppy song to it um and then there's more of like acoustic sounds to it as well so uh i'll pick a song to throw on the playlist so it's getting mixed reviews and i'm not like i I haven't made my way all the way through the album yet but the album did just come out this week so uh if you haven't heard jake bug check him out and if you have Give me a shout-out because somebody else has. I know they've heard of them. Um, And finally, finally, we got a surprise song released in the middle of the week this past week. And it kept me awake once I found out about it. 21 Pilots, out of nowhere, released a brand-new song called Heathens. And it is freaking fantastic. Um, It's Essential Twenty One Pilots, really good. It's a little, it's a little bit more simple than maybe some of their other songs l- lyrically, uh, but in terms of the sound, it's it's really good. Uh, kind of has that demonic sound to it a little bit, uh, which is which is exactly what they do. Uh, kind of dropped out of nowhere this week, uh, so check out Heathens from My, my Boys at Twenty One Pilots. That's my song of the week.
1: Song of the week. All right
2: song of the week all i right. just started that it's a thing it's a thing it's a thing now so all right gentlemen somebody Chris, be up the bat go ahead and take it jake bug jake bug
1: yeah well <laughs> you're gonna be able to laugh at me because Trash and plant trash boats album came out <laughs> trash bucket in the building oh my god and uh it's really good i know no one's gonna give it a chance haven't you
2: brought that's three I'm weeks in a row a that's chance, like dude that's three trash buckets in a well, row. Well,
1: last week I mentioned that I was waiting on trash bucket, and and now this week I I have trash bucket. So
2: the bucket has arrived. The bucket arrived.
1: <laughs> um, the album is you called "Nothing I Write You Can Change What You've Been Through," and it's pretty good. Um,
2: it's really <laughs> again another wonderful review. <laughs> I think you've both done this now. We were like, it's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks Chris for and the I's insight. reviews are amazing.
0: <laughs> they I'm trying are to the break
2: best. down some of these things to a different level. Yes. And then it's like, it's got a good sound to it. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's why we get paid the big bucks here at the
1: brunch breakdown. That's right. Please True go story. ahead. Uh, that's why we are a low budget, no budget podcast. <laughs> um, there's a song called strangers that leads off the album. That's really, really good pop punk. There's another song called "Tring quarry, which is good. It's like, it's they're from the UK. I would kind of say if you're looking for like a pop punk equivalent that's in the states, they'd be similar to knuckle Puck because uh the lead singer for trash boat he's like he has a he has a good voice and he hits all the notes like and his melodies are good, but it's kind of like a raspier uh way that he sings almost like when he goes up really high, it almost sounds like he's screaming, but he's not he's hitting every note that you want him to like there are some Rock artists that you know in any genre where if they're going really high they'll get to a point where they can't they can't get high enough and they'll just go ahead and scream and uh, that's not like what he this guy actually has a good voice um, mm-hmm. and he hits the notes uh, but it's a different type of vocal style so I think it's you, you got to kind of uh, have to be into that like type of 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 melody from a a vocalist but the album's good i really like it i was uh you know as people know (laughs) on this podcast i was looking forward to the album coming out and i'm 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 very
2: happy with what they put together all right there it is trash bucket is that is that all you got for us this week you got a whole bunch of bucket of trash um i actually put uh there's a
1: band called with the punches they're um a pop punk band that has since kind of cease to exist like they're not officially over but it's like similar to the starting line in that they stop playing because they just can't tour you know for months on end every year uh they're from new york yeah they're called with the punches and they have a couple eps that they put out i put them back on my phone um because like i don't know it's interesting you can listen to a type of music if you're like in a, a, a certain place in life or like physically if you're somewhere else And then you listen to that music when you're there. And then if you come back to it and you listen to it again, it reminds you of being in whatever place that was. Uh, With the Punches was really popular when actually I lived in Oregon. And I was thinking the other day about, you know, my time out there. And I was like, oh, I uh, remember listening to them. So I put them back on my phone, listened to them a little bit this week, and uh, it was cool. It's like you can actually kind of like time travel with music if you want to. And I think that's a cool aspect of music.
0: Dude, there's no question about that. You, you can definitely do that. And um, are you? And then, because I was talking about that with Best Day Ever, because Mac Miller just had the five-year anniversary of his uh, mixtape that kind of broke him as an artist, because um, that was the mixtape with Donald Trump on it. Yeah. And, um, and that album came out in, in that like fifth-year anniversary, so there's been all these things like Rostrum Records have been tweeting and Mac Miller's been tweeting all this stuff because they just released it on vinyl, which is really cool. And all I could think about was five years ago, sleeping on Chris's couch in Oakland, partying all the time, both of us, like, working in media, hosting a radio show together, like, just being – literally, we were, like, broke enough to not be poor, like, if that makes any sense. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: we were broke enough to go – like, we were broke enough to go out. Like, I don't even know how you describe that time because it's like we didn't have any money. Like, we were just, like – going but we were still going out all the time and like yeah. just thinking about all that partying across the street at the big 300 with like Jess and Allison and all of those girls and all that stuff and just all that that time of like going on trips and beaches and whatever and just thinking about that how many times we listened to Donald Trump by Mac Miller you know what I mean and like some of the other <laughs> songs on that thing and just that took me back to that time and i was like actually like in my feelings i was like man like it's so crazy how you take for granted like all of your friends being in one place because we all were everybody that i hung out with very much all in the same place yeah. and then now i look at it and everybody is like somewhere else you know it's kind of mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy and how we just didn't care like you were you know either single or running around or just like doing whatever and it was just uh, yeah that was just the it took me back to that time so i know what you mean
1: yeah it's uh that's a good i gotta i gotta listen back to that i saw all that stuff about the anniversary of that and uh but i I gotta listen to that that donald trump song like that oh. that still bumps man that song is yes. still so good and, like, it's amazing you don't hear it more again now with what's going on in our country with the people res- running for president. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, those were, those were definitely good times. And, like you said, like, broke enough but not poor. Like, any trip <laughs> you went on or any time you went out, oh. you, like, the, wh- back then we budgeted to not run out of money. It wasn't, like, budgeting yes. to save money. It was budgeting to not <laughs> yeah. run out of money. Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> well
0: um what i am listening to this week uh usher put out a new song that i am like in love with it's called crash i think it's it's really unbelievable good. song it's got this just really cool vibe to it and um and i just i'm in i'm in love with the song And plus it's good to get new usher man i you know like, I want Usher to put songs out and to put, like, just really good stuff. I don't care if it ends up being a big hit or whatever because Usher's got enough hits. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's kind of cool to hear him put out this record that's not loud. It doesn't sound like stuff that's on top 40 right now. It just, it just sounds like a record he wanted to make. And I think it's, like, a really, really, uh, really good record. So I'm all about that. Um, all right. Uh, Nick Jonas just put out his album Last year was complicated And I'm, dude, the album's amazing It is, it's a breakup album Cause when, if you listen to the album From start to finish, alright You listen to the album from start to finish By the end of the album you'll be like, man Last year was complicated Because he <laughs> pretty much pours it out In this album, it's like, wow Like, dang man, he was going, well He goes through this breakup And it's a really cool perspective Because it's, I feel like it's the first breakup album I've ever listened to Where it's it's not a please come back to me or I'm crying in every song. It's like from this guy's perspective of when you go through a breakup, like think about how you are like with when you when when you go through a breakup. You're like, all right, I want to go drink. I want to get girls. I want to whatever. And then like you go out, you get drunk, you come home and you're like, man, I miss my girlfriend. (laughs) i miss my girlfriend so much but then you do it again you go out with your boys everything's good Mm -hmm. i'll forget her you're listening to like songs you're listening to just like stupid ass songs and everything that like you know make fun of girls or whatever and then you go home and you're like missing your girlfriend and that's kind of what the whole album pretty much goes through and um if there's a song you want to check out um there's a song called comfortable and it features alan iverson what Yes, Alan I well, Iverson's practice speech ends the song. Uh, <laughs> and it is wow. the most amazing thing. and that's how and that's pretty much how the album ends is basically with Alan Iverson's like practice speech because the because basically it's like he's over the breakup because he's realized that this girl was just practice. She wasn't like what he was gonna give his whole life to. And she wasn't this and that she was just. Practice and like the whole song is it, it's it's a great song, like it is a great song, like not it's like an album track and it's just so cool. Like, I'm listening to the album and I'm like, man, this album's really good, and then that happens and I'm like, what is going on? And I had to listen to it again to get what he was trying to get, like what he was trying to like convey there, and it was it was just cool. It's but yeah, last year was complicated. Nick Jonas, um, make sure if you haven't heard some of the songs off that close, Champagne Problems song called Touch. Bacon, Bacon is so good. There's a song with Big Sean called Good Girls. That's really good.
2: Um, I'm pretty sure that Chris is getting paid by Trash Bucket and Didi's Dee getting paid by Nick Jonas and Megan Trainor to put them on the playlist every week. <laughs> and I get this – and I get verbally assaulted for bringing up a guy named Jake Buck because it's B-U-G-G. I – I mean, I think you guys are just hoarding this money. We're trying to get a budget for this damn thing and you're just taking it in. I see how we go. I see how we go, boys.
0: And then and then one last one, um Champions, Kanye West and featuring 2 Chains, Big Sean, Designer, Quavo, Gucci Mane, everyone and their mother. That song finally came out this week. I think it came out the day the Pens won the cup, either the day or before, whatever. And um it's called Champions. It's available pretty much everywhere now and it's amazing. It's just a great they song. Let us
2: What'd you say? It let us in the episode here today. Like,
0: yes. Yes. Great song. And it just gets you in that vibe. Like it's called Champions and it makes you feel like a champion. It's like 6 minutes long and um 2 Chains probably has the best li- one-liners in uh in that song that I've ever heard. And 2 Chains is the king of one-liners. He says in this line um, he says I wear pajamas to Ruth Chris. <laughs> And I find that to be the funniest line of all time. Like, yeah. So there's that. Those are my three Usher, uh, Crash, the whole Nick Jonas record is great. And then um, <laughs> and then, uh, Kanye, Chains.
1: We, we Those, be... that's what I'm
0: listening to. I mean, not Chains, cha- Champions. <laughs> Nick Jonas' song is Chains. Oh my you just have
1: Nick Jonas on the brain too much, man. <laughs> I wow. do. It's a I problem. do, man.
0: The album's really good.
1: The album's really good. Well, we'd be remiss. We'd be remiss if we also didn't mention that Rick Ross put out a song about hoes. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Um. Is that
0: not the most amazing song? Like... (laughs)
1: He's just like me and Didi know the same hose. Me, and-. it's just like he just keeps naming people, and then he's like, "We know the same hose,
2: same <laughs> hose, same hose." That's what it is. Same hose. It's it's fantastic. It's it's hilarious to listen to. And you just sit there and you just, the names that pop up. It's like, what, yes. what did you just say?
0: <laughs> Me and David Beckham, the same hose. I was like, this is incredible. Uh, like I listened yeah. to that probably like yeah. four times before I sent it out to you guys in that, in the text message. I was just like, this is, this is, this is great. Like it's on my summer soundtrack now. No
1: question. It's pretty, For sure. it's pretty phenomenal.
2: <laughs> <sighs> All right, gentlemen. Well, there's just uh, a few short minutes left before we wrap up episode <clears throat> numero ten here. Um,
0: <laughs> numero ten?
2: Who's? <sighs> now, yeah, yeah, numero ten. <laughs> okay, cool. What do we What do we want to try to to, to squeeze in here as our uh, dessert before we wrap this one up? Either of you have a preference?
0: All right. Well, let's let's bust through some of these things real quick. All right, Darren. Yeah, McFadden. we can do some of these quick. Darren McFadden. He broke his elbow trying to save his cell phone. Literally. Yes. Was dropped his cell phone and went to dive for it. Do you guys care about your cell
1: phone that much? I do, I but he shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like six hundred bucks for a new iPhone for me is a whole
2: different financial hit than it
1: is for Darren yes. McFadden. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably just. I don't like dropping things. Period. Like even if it was just like, I like a pen, I would probably like dive across the floor for it. I don't know why. I just don't like dropping things. I probably would have made the same effort. Kind of embarrassing to break your elbow. I'd probably dive for like my laptop and my cell phone. There's probably not a whole lot of other things that I would dive for. He doesn't need to dive for anything. He's got he's got enough trouble holding on to the ball. Uh, he needs to focus on. That.
1: <laughs> I have like yeah, like I have good health insurance. That would probably cost me less to break my elbow than to have to buy a new iPhone. Think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <It's, laughs> That's actually true. It's a a tough world out there when it comes to Apple products.
2: It's true. It's a good point. It's a good point. That's
1: true.
0: It's like I go back and forth, like, saying, do I love anything that much? But then I'm like, I might see myself in that situation just because 300 bucks is a hit to me.
1: Yeah. Didi, if you imagine, imagine if you, this just popped into my head. Your old iPod that is, like, the gateway to music since 2002. Imagine if you dropped that. Like, I don't even know if they fix those anymore. Do you have that thing wrapped in bubble wrap? Because you should. Dude, it, dude, it sits – man, that would hurt me if I dropped that. Like, if it that hurt,
0: thing broke, like – i would hurt a lot of people
1: in your life. A lot of people in your life would suffer if that thing fell. Dude,
0: like, I have every playlist since 2007. Like, I have all the jams from 2007 to now. I still put the playlist on my iPod. Like, I still – I listen to music on my phone more now, but it's still – I still put everything on my iPod because it's – that's just – I can find anything on there. Like, it's – that I don't even want to think about that. Like, (laughs) I would dive dive into the ocean for that thing. I would dive (laughs) off a balcony for that thing. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Man, I just – That's emotional. Damn. Just
1: got
2: real. I don't understand
0: how Darren McFadden feels.
2: (laughs) Keep that safe. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. That hurts. Keep that safe. Thanks.
2: All right. What else we got?
0: Um, Quick thoughts on... All right. So the dude who owns PBR bought the Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion went up for sale a while ago. Maybe a year ago. Um, I know it's been a while. And um, Hugh Hefner is still apparently going to live in it until he dies. But... Whenever yeah. he dies, it's gonna be owned by the dude who own, who owns PBR. And apparently, this old guy who's like sixty years old loves to party, and that's why he bought the Playboy Mansion. So it's the weird. The Hugh Hefner thing's weird, but anyways, he owns it. So if Hugh Hefner dies tomorrow, PBR guy owns it. How amazing is it that the party beer <laughs> owns the Playboy Mansion? Like, there's no more party beer than PBR, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like like PBR just makes me think of great times.
1: So will it great. still will it still be called the Playboy Mansion, or will it be called the something else? Because like it's it's the Playboy That's Mansion because of Hugh Hefner and and Playboy. But like if now PBR owns it, now PBR PB Playboy. Is there a term for a mansion that starts with an R? And we could just keep the name going.
2: Ooh the. good point good point yeah do the do the girls stay with the house
1: (laughs) i mean
0: i mean i imagine you could this guy's worth a lot of money i imagine he could stock it with some girls to stay there
2: you're right i guess if if you (laughs) if you own pbr i think you may not have to worry about no that you just gotta wait for some which is funny because like nobody
1: (laughs) like loves that beer but everybody parties with that beer yes Mm -hmm.
0: oh yeah because it's it's like the it's the two (laughs) dollar beer like, PBR is $2 every single place you go mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where you go in the world. PBR is $2.
2: <laughs> okay, let me ask you boys this. <laughs> would you rather party at the Playboy Mansion as it is with Hugh Hefner, run with, I mean, probably expensive alcohol, good stuff, things like that, and the the Playboy bunnies are there? Or would you rather party when the PBR guy takes over, PBR everywhere for everybody, and probably just more of like a crazy party and you're right there's probably going to be other girls there but it's going to be less playboy focused if that's if that's the way so two different parties which way you go keep keep girlfriends and significant others out of this that just tell them not to listen to this portion <laughs> i
1: i don't think it matters i think it would be awesome <laughs> you know what i mean yeah typical paul poly- it's true joke it, bug. it doesn't matter but
0: partying at the at the at the pb ranch the PB ranch, ranch.
1: There it ranch.
0: Is. Partying at the PB, PB ranch, ranch would actually be pretty, pretty sweet. I feel like it would just be more of like a crazy party because the Playboy Mansion is, you know, celebrities and all that stuff. Nothing says, because to me, Playboy Mansion says like celebrities and exclusivity and like, you know what I mean? And like the the best, you know, whatever. So when I think of PBR, I don't think of that.
1: I don't think, I think of the that best. Like,
0: I, I think of PBR. I, I think when I think of PBR, I think of like a random club on a college campus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and club is loosely defined there. That means like it's a bar with like enough floor that they can move enough tables and chairs to make a dance floor. That's what I think of <laughs> when I think of PBR. <laughs> so that's what I think of and I think that would be that would be fun to to party at the at the PB Ranch.
2: I agree. <laughs> PB Ranch all the way. Um <laughs> you you can party with Playboy bunnies, but you're not going home with any of them. Not like that even no. matters. So it's no. just There for eye candy. I think you definitely have more of a party atmosphere at at the PBR. And I see I'm making peanut butter now. Um, Ooh, peanut butter ranch. Mm.
1: That's a different topic
2: for another day. (laughs) No, not together. Come on. (laughs) Oh,
0: that sounds disgusting. And then um, one last thing um, to to run through real quick. Uh, We can't have a podcast without mentioning Orlando, really, in everything that's happened down there. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or – Whatever, but yeah, the the mass shooting in Orlando and the shooting before the night before, which is kind of crazy because <laughs> Christina Grimmie actually is somebody who is kind of like a part of like the Radio Disney family. Well, was a part of the Radio Disney family because she was just there all the time, being interviewed. We play a lot of her music and all that. And uh for that to happen at like an autograph signing is insane to me, and it's just I don't know that that struck a chord with me. And then the next night, what happened in Orlando is this. Kind of crazy, too. But, uh, but yeah, just on prayers to all the families and stuff. That's about it.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that all happened, I think, that at the same I think it was the night before the Penguins played for the Stanley Cup. And it kind of, like, yeah. put things into perspective mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, maybe the things that I worry about aren't so important after all when something like that happens. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a tough situation. And it makes you wonder a lot of things about – why our country operates the way it does and and
2: i don't know it's just it's sad it is it's sad it's horrible it's you know disgusting really and uh you know we're glad we can take an hour or so out of every couple of weeks to try to you know focus away on the the good things that that happen in the world and things that make us laugh and that we enjoy but you know it doesn't mean it's we ignore the other stuff either so uh you know always thinking about those people and uh, just a tough, tough time in this country right now, but uh, we're here to make America brunch again. So we're on the, yes. We try to be on the up and up, That's right. and uh, hope that we can do that. And Dan will be back um, with his
1: thoughts on peanut butter ranch uh, next episode. So. Oh
2: my it's god! Peanut butter or ranch? Oh no, oh. we are going to announce this. Uh, let's end more on a positive note. It's more of like which. It's. I feel like it's a Pittsburgh girl question, really. Um, <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) Jake Bug. Jake (laughs) Bug. Jake Bug. So to try to end on more of a positive note, episode 11, gentlemen, is going to be awfully special. Um, Something we announced last time was that we are going to do a mid-year award show, and that will happen – it's uh what that's uh, it's July fourth weekend really is when that episode yes. is gonna end up being aired. And But wait, we're all gonna There's more. There's more <laughs> free ranch for everybody. No. Um, <laughs> typically we come in from you from the East Coast and the West Coast. However, for episode eleven, the Mid Year War Show, we will all be in the same place. Dun, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: will be in Pittsburgh. I cannot wait. I am so excited about the mid-year episode. It's
1: going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, so it's going to be. I, I saw on the uh, menu. We already have a list of stuff of of awards we want to do. Like uh, we talk music a lot, so we have album, song of the year, athlete of the year, team of the year, uh, idiot of the year. Like we got a lot of stuff that we're going to pick. <laughs> so if you're listening and you want to suggest a category for us to uh, yes. to yes. choose a mid-year award on, definitely. Uh, you know, let us know, so this is where I do the promo thing um, tweet us at Chris and Dan pod, or you can get our uh, twitters Dan is at at steel city dan twenty two Didi is at Dee Dee is board and I am at Chris underscore gates. Let us know if you have uh, mid year award uh, categories or nominees uh, shoot them our way, and we 'll definitely include those in that episode. Uh, the brunch breakdown
2: will be. Uh,
1: all together in one place. It's been a long uh, time, fellas. Dude, I can't wait, man. It has it been a, be a long fun.
2: time, and yeah, coming to you from from one studio, one brunch. We should actually probably have brunch like Ooh, during yes. or before the brunch breakdown officially, since that's kind of what we do this for. That's um, it. Let's make sure we arrange that. But yeah, that comes yeah. out uh, July Fourth weekend. More details to follow. Send your suggestions for the awards that you'd like to hear. I'm sure there will be. Heavily, heavily debated, yeah. including which which favorite band name of dance does Chris hate more? Oh, That's a great oh one. That has to be a category.
0: That's yeah, a great one. That's a category. Put that in there right now. That's
2: going on yeah. the menu. Wow. And Jake Bug is a nominee. He's a nominee. <laughs> Jake Bug, Paris, Churches. Oh, Man. I can get a couple more for you Man. that I know you love. Oh, my God. Man. Oh, my God. The list just goes
0: on oh and on God. and on. Well, yeah, we make, sure,
1: make sure you guys are subscribed to our podcast so you can catch that next episode as well. Go to iTunes, the podcasting app uh, on your iPhone or iPad. Search for the Chris and Dan podcast and hit subscribe. You can get us on SoundCloud as well, soundcloud.com or the SoundCloud mobile app. Uh, and get everything associated with our podcast on Um And along with the other social medias I listed, you can like us on Facebook. Um, and
2: we love to be liked. We do love to be liked. We do love out. Uh, shouts out to anybody that uh, has a brunch in the Pittsburgh area that would like to host the brunch breakdown. If anybody knows anybody, we'll do a live brunch breakdown from Ooh. Eaton Park, Pamela's, Anywhere. you know, whatever you may be, and we will promote the shiest out of you. <laughs> um, so it's a special episode. We'll be we'll be more than happy to do it. Uh, live and on location for you. But, Can't uh, wait. I look, forward, I look forward to that, boys. That's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, until then, that wraps it up for us. Uh, another delightful meal with you, gentlemen, yes. as it always is. Always. Um, and uh, until next time, reservation for three. We'll see you at the table. <laughs>
1: Later. Toodaloo. Bye.